Thanks for listening to the LifePoint Church podcast. Visit us online at lifepointcentral.com. All right. How many are ready to go tonight? Well, I, I appreciate you all coming out on these every Wednesday night in January um, for our Nights of Joy. Now, now here's a cool thing. Um, next Wednesday, we're together again because first Wednesdays kick back off. And so here's what's going on next Wednesday. We're, we're going from Nights of Joy to a Night of Healing. So next week, um, if you have sickness in your body, come with an expectancy. If you know somebody, they don't even have to go to church here, um, that is dealing with some sickness in their body, invite them out. We're going to worship. I'll share a few things, and we're just going to lay hands on the sick. And then since it's Super Bowl month, which really isn't a big deal because Pittsburgh's not in it, but anyways... Um, <laughs> We're going to have a, our Super Bowl afterwards for our connection time or after party. Um, so just, just make plans to be with us next um, weekend. Or Sorry, next, next not weekend. Wednesday. What is this, Wednesday? I honestly have no idea what day it is lately. It's been a long week. Um, Pastor Diane said hi to everybody. She um, got to come home Monday. And so she's um, doing good. She's in a lot of pain, but she's doing good and and she was really sad when, when I left tonight because she wanted to be here with you guys. She goes, I've been robbed. So <laughs> anyways, thank you guys for your prayers and, and all of those things. We really, really appreciate it. Um, so this is our last night of joy for the, this month. Like I said, then we're going to do a night of healing. Psalm 16, verse 11. This has been our theme verse for all of this month. And I, I just think this is such a cool verse. So cool, I'm going to preach on on Sunday. So... <laughs> Um, it means so much that does not meet the eye. If you want to know what that is, how many want to know? Come Sunday. Okay. Uh, it says, you make known to me, and actually it, the literal phrase is, you cause me to know the path of life, and you will fill me. Everyone say, fill me. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. That's a cool verse. All right, we're going to make a declaration, so repeat this after me. I declare, I, declare, I, am, experiencing I am experiencing supernatural joy, supernatural in, 2023. joy. in 2023. I am prioritizing, I am prioritizing his, presence, his presence, his promises, his promises and his people, and joy, and joy is, manifesting is manifesting in my mind, in my, mind my heart, my, my eyes, my ears, my mouth, my, my hands, my and my feet. I'm anointed with the grace of his joy, and it is producing hope, healing, strength, and victory in me. I will take on every challenge with an attitude of joy, and I will overcome every situation that tries to overwhelm me. I am so full of a joyful expectation about what God is up to, that nothing can stop it from happening. Amen. So we have declared that this is a joyful 23. And if you haven't yet, stop by the photo wall. It'll be up this Sunday, and, it, and then we'll take it down. Just get your picture taken. Have somebody snap your picture. Um, make it your screensaver. So there are going to be moments this year you're going to have to just look down and remember Count it all joy. Yeah. Count it all joy. Amen? Yeah. I had to do it. It's been a long week. 
this time last week, me and Pastor Diane were here. Everything was great. And from Wednesday night on, um, if you weren't here Sunday, she had a ruptured appendix, which has been a crazy week. Um, so I just told her tonight, I said, count it all joy, count it all joy, count it all joy. That doesn't mean you, you denied like a situation. It just means you let the joy um, of the Lord become perfect in you. That's our strength. Amen. Amen. So um, also there's a magnet back there. There's a notebook back there. So just grab those. Those are, those are free. So Joyful 23. Say it with me. Joyful 23. It's God's plan for you and for me. <laughs> That's so cheesy. It works. Man. Well, you know this, that joy is not happiness. Um, happiness depends on um, you, be, you, you being favored with fortune or what's happening to you. That's what happiness is. But joy is the noun for the Greek word chara or for grace. So joy is a grace gift from God. It's a supernatural grace gift from the Lord. Um, it's not so much what's happening to you. It's what's happening in you. Amen? That's the, that's the difference. It means to have gladness on the inside. It means to have delight on the inside and rejoicing on the inside. And we learned this, that um, joy is the noun and rejoicing is the verb. Verb is action. So joy, um, how do you express joy? We do what? We rejoice. Amen? Amen. So we have talked over the last few weeks about the attitude of joy and the atmosphere of joy. And so we're going to build on that tonight. So just let me say some things. And I know you're thinking you, you've reviewed several of these things. We've got to keep hearing them because um, faith comes what? By hearing and hearing and hearing. And that's why we've been doing this all month. I want you to get it not just in your ears, but down deep in your spirit. Amen. Amen. So you say, well, how do I know if I'm full of joy? You check the gauges, right? You check the gauges. The first gauge is gratitude. Um, you can tell how, how full of joy is by how grateful you are for what God has done. So if you're more critical than you are grateful, guess what? Your joy is not full. Um, just like you have to stop and fill up the gas tank, you got to keep filling up that joy tank. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So you, you got to check that gratitude gauge. You also got to check that enthusiasm gauge. That means that you have some excitement about what God's up to. Um, if you're bored with where you're at with Jesus, then, then you, need, you, need, you need to fill up your joy tank. Um, and then the other gauge is your anticipation gauge. If you've got more worry in your future than you do anticipation, then, then you, need to, you, need to, you need to fill up on, at the joy station. Amen? Amen. Amen. So that, that's how you know how full of joy you are. And, and then I gave you this challenge this year to, um, to prioritize these three things. This is just from God. I mean, I didn't study this out. This is just from the Lord. If you prioritize these three things, um, it will help you keep your joy tank full. So that, those are the things you check the gauges to see if you're not full. So here's what you need to prioritize. You need to prioritize the presence of Jesus. Now, we've been praying and fasting. You've been spending a little extra time in his presence, but um, you don't have to continue the prayer and fasting. Um, at least continue the praying, right? Um, but but, but you've got to have some time that you block out for his presence. If it's on the way to work, uh, I would just encourage you, find some places. It doesn't have to be for hours, but you're just in the presence of Jesus. We have to prioritize that because joy comes from that. We see that over and over through Scripture. And we also said prioritize the promises 
of God. That's his word. Prioritize that. When you read the word over and over and over, you're going to find the, the word joy throughout the Bible. You're going to find joy, and you know what always comes with joy? It's hope and peace. That They run together, right? And the other thing to prioritize is not just his presence or his promises, but his people. His people. I was, I was glad when they said, go to the house of the Lord. So, And I'm talking a little bit about that on Sunday. But um, just make it your goal to be in his presence with each other as much as you can in 2023. Uh, and, and I'll declare to you that you'll see, you'll see a difference in the level of joy operating in your life. Amen. All right. So let's, everybody say, get on with it. Let's, let's jump into what God wants to do tonight. Romans chapter 14, verse 17 says this, for the kingdom of God, that's God's way of doing things. The kingdom of God is not about eating and drinking but it's about righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Everybody say, in the Holy Spirit. In the Holy Spirit. What, what that means is the kingdom is not an, exter- an external thing. In other words, it doesn't flow from the outside in. It's an e- internal thing. It flows from the inside out. And so the Bible said that the kingdom of God is about righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Well, what's that mean? It, it's an inside work. That affects the outside. So righteousness, we know that just means I'm in right place, right position. I'm in right standing with God. And when you see the word peace, it means heart peace. It means it's a whole peace. It's a, it's a spiritual peace. And joy in the Holy Spirit. So it's a spirit thing. Everyone say a spirit thing. So it's a spirit thing. So if we're talking about joy and we're talking about it being a spirit thing, here's what I want to talk about tonight. We've talked about the attitude of joy and the atmosphere of joy. We're going to talk about the anointing of joy. The anointing of joy. I'm going to teach on it for a moment, and we're going to go back to a song, and I'm going to anoint every person in this room who wants to be anointed with joy tonight. If you don't want to, it's okay. But we're going to, I mean, everybody. I'm, I'm here until we leave, okay? Um, but I'm going to tell you how important this is. So, okay, it, it's... Um, it's midweek, you, it's, it's, it's hump day, you're halfway through the week. Some of you, it might have been a long day, a long week. Here's what I need for the next few moments, all right? Get your church on. Can you all get your church on? Some of you don't even know what that is, but you're in for it, right? I, I, I need some preach it, go white boy, amen, something, okay? Let's stir up this atmosphere. I want you to get what I'm saying is, is where I'm going. All right, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 9. You love justice and you hate evil, therefore... Oh, God, your God has anointed, everyone say anointed, has anointed you. Now, look at this really, look what it says, has anointed you by pouring out the oil of joy on you more than anyone else. Now, that's quoted from Psalms, that, that's in Psalms, that's chapter 45, verses 6 and 7, and the Old Testament translation, because it's, it's that verb or that verse quoted, means this, that you will be anointed with the oil of joy, which means that you will be anointed with joyfulness gladness, exultation, and triumphant elation. Let me read that again, because that's how it translates. So we got this scripture from Psalm chapter 45, verse 6 and 7. So when we read it in Hebrews, we got to go back to Psalms and translate it from the Hebrew, because Psalms was written in in Hebrew, right? So it, it reads this way, that you will be anointed with joyfulness, gladness, exaltation and triumphant elation. That's pretty cool. And the Bible said God anointed Jesus with the oil of joy. Anytime you see the word oil in the, in the Bible, it talks about anointing and the Holy Spirit. 
So Jesus was anointed with the oil of joy. Now here's what I want you to get. When Jesus walked the earth, he walked as a limited man. If Jesus had to be anointed with the oil of joy, how much more do you and me need to be anointed with the oil of joy? Now, he's all God. He walked as God's son, but he walked as a man. And if Jesus needed the anointing of the oil of joy to walk his walk, how much more do you and I need the anointing of the oil of joy? Someone say, I'll take it. Well, if he needed it, man, we need it. Isaiah chapter 61 I'm going to read you a few verses here. This is out of the Amplified Bible, and it says, this, this, is, this is about Jesus. Um, we find this um, later on in the book of Luke. Um, the Spirit of the Lord is on me, because the Lord has anointed and qualified me to preach the gospel of good tidings to the meek, the poor, and the afflicted. And he sent me to bind up and heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the physical and spiritual captives and the opening of the prison and of the eyes to those who are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord or the year of his favor and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn. That anointing was on Jesus. Then we get to verse 3 and it goes on and it says to grant consolation and joy to those who are mourning in Zion. So now that anointing that Jesus had on him has a direction, right, toward us here. And it says, those who are mourning in Zion, to give them an ornament or a garland or diadem of beauty instead of ashes. Look, here's this phrase again. The oil of joy instead of what? Mourning. And the garment or the express, expressive of praise instead of a heavy burden and failing spirit, that they would be called oaks of righteousness, lofty, strong, magnificent, distinguished, upright, just right standing with God, the planning of the Lord, that he may be glorified. All right. See, that's a lot of words you just read to us. Um, the last three years, we have witnessed them playing a toil on us. They, they, have, they have wore people out. People are stressed, oppressed, worried anxious and fearful how many would agree with that we we ourselves as believers have had to fight that at times but just what's happened the last few years ever since COVID and what's going on in our world there's just a chronic depression on people I, I don't know what the studies are but I'm sure if they check the depression medicine cells are doing really well uh, I'm sure counselors are really busy um, it's just a toil that it's taken on people all over the world, but in particular in, in our country. And we, we, we have a choice to make, and our choice is to keep going forward in faith. But what if I told you that for troubled times and things of this nature, God has an antidote? Now, think, think about where we're at. People are worn out, they're discouraged, they're depressed, they're oppressed, they're stressed, they're fearful, they, are, they do not know how to cope right now, they're confused, but Jesus has an antidote, 
because the world is not doing so good as we're coming out of the end of this three-year deal post-COVID. But if I said this to you, well, what if you could be doing better even though they might be doing worse? What, what, what if I said there's an antidote on us to get through this thing and come out the other side stronger and healthier and more blessed and more confident and less stressed? Well, I'll tell you what I think it is. The antidote is the oil of joy. It's the anointing of joy. That you could go through the same type of season and come out with a laugh from the inside, a peace on the inside, a hope on the inside. Um, are you with me? Doesn't mean you have to like everything or understand everything, but there's just a difference. If you are just choosing to go forward in faith, there's an antidote. The oil of joy is the antidote for the world's chaos, confusion, depression, oppression, and everything else you want to call it right now. The antidote, antidote on Christ's church is, guess what? I believe it's the oil of joy. It's the anointing of joy. Doesn't mean it's not serious stuff. It's just saying there, there's a different antidote. You know, if you're up against something, um, uh, you, you take the antidote. You take the antibody. You, you, you get the medicine. Joy is your medicine. Right? A cheerful heart. It's like what? Medicine. Are you with me? So it's, it's the anointing on Jesus is the antidote to deal with all this stuff in the world right now. I'll, I'll put it this way. I wrote this down in my notes. Get this. Um, the anointing is the enhancer. The anointing is the enhancer. Um. The anointing that was on Jesus is your antidote. It is your enhancer. Because the anointing of Jesus, um, when you talk about the anointing, and sometimes that word just gets thrown around, but it's just, it's the manifested presence of God. But when we talk about the anointing, it's not just feel good. It, it, it's about some things. First of all, um, if you have an assignment from God, he also anoints you for it. There are certain things you're anointed for. You have certain assignments, and yours could be different than some others. But whatever your assignments are, some we have in common, some are very particular to you, whatever assignments God has for you, you have an anointing for it. There are some people who have an anointing to work with kids in our kids' ministry. Some of you know that's not your anointing, right? Um, so, 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 some of you have anointings, and, and, and so it has everything to do with your assignments, certain things you're anointed to do. It also has to do with your abilities. There are, are certain anointings that you have um, to do certain things in certain ways. And not only is it your abilities and not only is it your assignments, but it also is your authority. So you have assignments, abilities, and authority in realms that God's called you to have. Now, some of them we share, right, over the devil, over certain things, but some of them in particular areas. So what the anointing does, it enhances you in that area. It enhances you in your assignments. It enhances you in your abilities. It enhances you in your authority. That's what the anointing of Jesus does. Jesus, um, when he walked this earth, he needed the anointing. And when he got, I love that in Luke, um, in the book of Luke chapter 4, where he quoted Isaiah. He got up and he read that scripture, rolled it up, tucked it in his arm, and said, today it's fulfilled right here. And everybody was freaking out about it. 
But Jesus read, I'm anointed to set free the captives. I'm anointed to liberate those of a broken. Jesus quoted Luke chapter 4 because it was about him. And so Jesus had this enhancement on his life. And if he needed it, you and I did too. Now, I want you to, I want you to hear what I'm going to read to you. I put this in my notes. This is amazing. Are you ready? Victims cling to their disadvantages. Believers cling to their advantages. The anointing. Victims cling to their disadvantages. Believers cling to the anointing. They cling to the advantage. Now, I, every time I, some, some of these guys are going to know what I'm talking about. They're going to laugh at me, but um, I'm not going to tell you who, but I, I went to a conference one time. <clears throat> and one of my favorite speakers got up, he walked out, and he said, I'm not anointed. He said, Jesus was the only one that was anointed. And I'm not anointed, I'm just a good speaker. We got in the van with our team, and I couldn't shut up for an hour. Because I'm like, that, that's, that's ridiculous. First of all, the moment you said you're not anointed, I'm done listening to you. If I walk up here and say I'm not anointed, y'all need to turn me off because I'm not that good without the anointing. But the anointing of Jesus, um, he's in you, so the anointing's on you. There's places throughout the Bible that says you're anointed. Actually, I'm going to show you in a moment that, that Jesus shares the anointing of oil with you. So you are anointed for your assignments, for your opportunities, for your abilities, there's a grace on you for the season you're in. It, it's, it's the advantage of God. You're anointed for it. If you're a teacher, man, it's a rough time to be a teacher. But you're anointed for it. If you're in the medical profession, you're anointed for that. A lot of you work for our government. Whew, but you're anointed. Actually, a year or two ago, I prophesied to those of you who are, work for our government that God had his hand on you there. Thank God you're, you're there. I mean, thank God you're, you, don't how, you don't know how important it is for you just to be in the local building. Don't, 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 um, don't simplify those things. They're important. Amen. Victims cling to their disadvantages, but believers cling to the advantage of the anointing. So when we see that phrase, you, you got to grab this. When I studied this out, um, I was like, man, that, 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 that's awesome. So when the Bible says that Jesus was anointed with the oil of joy, and if you study out Isaiah 61, he, just I studied it for you. This is awesome. What it means is he shares with you his priestly and kingly anointing. I'm going over here. It literally means that Jesus shares his priestly and kingly anointing on you. He shares it with you. The oil of joy, the, the, that anointing, he shares it with you. Isn't that amazing that he shares it with you? And that anointing, the oil of joy, it's a sign. So when people would go to a festival, they would put oil on them, and it was, it was a sign. It was a sign of these two things, turnaround and celebration. 
turnaround and celebration. Turnaround and celebration. So when I said to you tonight, I'm going to anoint anybody that wants anointed with joy tonight, I'm going to anoint you with turnaround and celebration. Because some of you need some turnaround. Some of you need to celebrate. Some of you need to remember. Some of you need to... But that, that's, that's an antidote to what's going on in the world right now. That's not to nullify the importance of the chaos in the world. It's just to say, you have an antidote to exist through this and come out the other side and not smell like the fire. But you'll smell like joy. You're going to smell like victory. And as you go through this year, there are going to be some high moments. There are going to be some unexpected moments, just some things. And I want you to reflect back and remember, hands were laid on me, and I was anointed with oil. It's the antidote on my life. I, doesn't mean you have joy about what's going on, but you have joy as you're going through it. But it's a sign of turnaround and celebration. How many say, I'll take some of that anointing? It will enhance you for turnaround and for celebration. I'll take some of that. Anyone else take a little bit of that? You, you know, several years ago, uh, me and Pastor Diane had moved to Ohio, and we were invited to come back. Um, actually, the, the couple goes to our church, and they, they, they used to be in my youth ministry years ago, and they asked us to come in and do their wedding. So we came in, and we, we did their wedding, and I was sitting there as everybody was eating, and we were, we were getting ready to leave. We had to drive back to Ohio, and the Lord just, just brought something to my mind. I sat around and I looked at a room full of young people that I had in camps and services and events. And God just started reminding me of how many times we laid hands on them. And God said, don't take lightly one of those moments. And I've always remembered that. It may seem like just something that happens in a moment, but it's significant. And so when we do it tonight, it's significant. It will be significant. Amen. You getting something good? Yeah. All right. I can't send you home unless I make three life points. Okay. Can you all handle them? This is out of Isaiah 61, verses 3. This is where you shout. Okay. This is when you shout. Because what God is doing is an exchange and a turnaround. Ready? So when we talk about the oil of joy and the anointing, listen to this. The anointing will turn your sorrow into cheerfulness. Three people got it. The anointing, the oil of joy, the anoint, this is Jesus, his anointing on you, it will turn your, he will turn your sorrow into cheerfulness. He said, I'll give you beauty for your ashes. Ashes were a symbol that they put on their head and they rubbed in ashes because they were in mourning. And what the word says is, I'll take that by my anointing, and I'll make, a, I'll make a royal diadem over your head, or I'll make a crown on your head. God will take what you were mourning about and turn it into a miracle. He'll turn it into cheerfulness. He will take your sorrow and turn it into cheerfulness. In other words, we can say it this way. He will cheer up your depression. He will cheer up your depression. Now, some of you will go to the doctor and say, I'm depressed, and they will give you some meds for it. And this is not a, this is not a statement whether you should have those or not. I'm just saying, if you're going to do that, you could at least take some anointing of oil of joy on your head too. Say, why is it on my head? Because it's got to get into your brain, get down into your heart, get down into your voice. Amen? 
Amen. But that's what the anointing will do. Isaiah, he said, the oil of joy, the anointing that was on Jesus, that he will share with you as a king and as a priest, it's going to turn your sorrow into cheerfulness. I'm not preaching to you no problems. I'm just saying he'll do something out of the problem and make a miracle. He'll do something out of your setback and turn it into a setup for your next fight. He just, if you'll let him, God will take whatever is trying to stop you, discourage you, and depress you, and give you a testimony out of that test. Turn things around. All right. That's life point one. Here's life point two. The anointing will also turn your weakness into strength. Because the oil of joy is an anointing of strength. Nehemiah says this, the joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord, the grace of the Lord, the joy of the Lord is what? It's my stronghold. It's my strength. So the anointing of Jesus, the oil of joy, he needed it himself, so we need it. He wants to share it with us, and it's going to turn uh, it's, gonna, it's, it's a turnaround anointing. It's a celebration anointing because it means you know my sorrow will turn into cheerfulness and my weakness will turn into strength. It'll be your arsenal. It'll be your weapon. You know, I think I'm, I don't know if I said this a moment ago, but um, we went home last Wednesday night and everything was great. We ate something and Diane started getting sick. And um, it lasted all night. We go to the emergency room. We find out it's the appendix. Then we find out it's ruptured. And then so we're in the hospital. We're thinking we're getting out. We didn't get out when we thought. She got really, really sick Saturday night. I'll tell you how bad it was. She looked up at me and said, I'm dying. And I sat up and said, what did you just say? She said, I'm dying. And I said, no, we're, we're not, not, not tonight. We're not, we're not doing that tonight. We're not, we're not dying tonight. <laughs> um, anyway, so we, we got home, but I kept saying to her, I said, count on all joy. Count on all joy. This is opportunity for God. This is an opportunity for God because I'm preaching on joy. Hello, what are we prophesying to you this year? It's your year of joy. Your wife's appendix just ruptured. That's not how we thought this year was going to start. She was walking through the room today just, you know, really, she's really sore, so she's just, she's doing good, but, you know, she's just, she's in a lot of pain. And I said, don't, don't let it get your joy. Don't let it get your joy. Keep your joy up. If it can't get your joy, it can't get your strength. We reach down. It's an anointing. And I know what you're thinking. It's easy when you're not going through it. I didn't say it was easy, but it's your antidote. It's your antidote. Sometimes you got to look the devil in the face, your sickness in the face, your setback in the face, and go, ha, 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 ha. Every problem, there's a promise. Amen? Amen. Every setback, there's a scripture. Amen? Amen. 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 You know, the Bible even said this about Jesus in Hebrews. We read 1-9, but in 12-2, it says this, that Jesus endured the cross for the joy of the outcome. Sometimes we're going to endure a few tests for the joy of the outcome. For the joy of the outcome. For the joy of the outcome. Amen? Amen. 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 So the anointing will turn your sorrow into cheerfulness. It will turn your weakness into strength. And the anointing will turn your heaviness, check this out, into hallelujahs. It will turn your heaviness into hallelujahs. 
he said, for your oppression, I'll give you a garment of praise. It's your antidote. It's your antidote. So when you have every reason to be depressed, every reason to be fearful, every reason to be discouraged, whatever you hear, whatever you see, whatever comes at you, you remember there is the anointing that Jesus, the king and priest, is sharing with me. And it's the antidote for me. It's the antidote. Uh, It's how you can reach down and say, I've got faith for this. Um, God is for me. He's not against me. He takes what the enemy meant for evil, and he just works it out in my favor. The favor of God is working for me. Doesn't matter what's working against me. Come on, somebody. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It will turn your heaviness into hallelujahs. It doesn't always mean you will feel like it. It just means it will if you let it. You know, um, you know, the best time you need to praise is when you feel the most depressed. When you feel the most heaviness, it says when you feel that heaviness, he's going to give you a garment of praise. That means change clothes. That means just start praising. The best time to praise him is when you don't feel like praising him. The best time to open your mouth is when you want to keep it shut. The best time to declare your faith is when you want to declare your fear. The best time for you to open up and put your hands in the air is when you feel like you can't do it. How do you defeat a spirit? You do the opposite thing. But when the devil says you can't, just step out like you can. Come on, come on. When the devil says you can't run, you, 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 you do your best you do your best jog, right? Come on, come on. The anointing of joy. It's the antidote. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. So, isn't this good? Okay, okay. So, I wrote this down at the end. Why, why, why do you need the oil of joy? Why? Well, I, okay, I just said sorrow, he wants to transform into cheerfulness. Weakness, he wants to transform into strength and heaviness he wants to transform into a hallelujah but why why do you I, I came up with some reasons why you need the oil of joy you want to hear them? you need the oil of joy for the mundane just the mundane you know when someone says how you doing well different day different dollar you know just the mundane of life you need some joy inserted into the mundane of life Day in, day out, some, same day, same old, whatever you just need. For the mundane of life, you need a shot of joy. Okay, how about this? Not just the mundane. How about this? I believe you need the oil of joy for your messes. For your messes. What, what, what do you got you in your mess? Or the devil tried to create your mess. What, whatever, for your messes. How I many know life gets messy? It's not tidy all the time. And in the middle of that mess, what do you need? I need an antidote. The anointing, the enhancer. How about this? Not just your, how about your misery? The mundane, your, even your misery. You just go through some miserable stuff. How about this? Your mourning. Mourning like mourn, M-O-O-M-O-U-R-N, mourn. The Bible says, for your mourning, I'll give you praise. For your mourning. For your ashes, I'll give you beauty. Oil of joy for your mourning. Mundane, your message, your misery, your mourning. And here's another, for your ministry. Oh, you're the minister. No, we all have a ministry. We all have a ministry. Wherever you're at, it's your ministry. And you need oil for that. You need enhanced for that. 
when you go to work this year, you, 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 need, you need the anointing to enhance where you're working. I don't know where y'all work. But why would Jesus share a kingly and priestly anointing? Why would he share a kingly and priestly anointing? There's a lot of reasons. We don't have time to get on to all those. But if he's the king, you're his kid, and he's going to share his inheritance with you. He's going to share his kingdom with you. And we learned that the kingdom is right standing, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. He wants to share his, isn't that awesome? He wants to share his, so whatever you're up against this year, some of you may be a new job. Some of you may be um, internal issues in your family. Some of you may be physical issues. Some of you may be financial issues. Some may be just life issues. Whatever the turmoil is, whatever it is, intense it is, it doesn't have to wipe you out because you have an antidote. It's the joy of the Lord. You know, when um, you, you, if, if anyone ever gets bit by a snake, they have what? The antidote. They have the anti-venom, right? Well, life will try to bite you. There's things in life that will try to bite you. Especially if it's a snake. I hate snakes. Let's just say, because you don't know they're there. That's why I hate them. Have you just been walking by? No one ever walks by like, oh, it's a snake. I, I remember a couple years ago, we, uh, staff, we were at Cooper's Rock, and we're just walking along like la-di-da, and this massive rattlesnake is right there. And I'm like, ah, uh, snake. A couple of the staff members, Pastor, I don't know if it was Pastor Shane, who it was, they were walking right for it. Somebody's walking right for it. And it was huge. I don't like snakes. But there's an antidote to what has lied in the waiting to spook you or bite you or snare you. It's an anointing. It's, an enhan- it's the anointing Jesus shares with you. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? So whatever you're trekking through, going through, I want to prophesy this to you. You're about to find your traction. You're about to find your traction. You're about to find your traction. You ever been slipping and sliding and you just gotta get you just gotta get some traction? You're about to get your traction from the oil of the joy of the anointing of Jesus. And when you get your traction, you get your footing, you can make progress. 23, the year 23, 23 means progress, innovation, and change. About to make some progress. You're, you're, you're about to meet some innovation about to see some change because you're getting your traction. Are you with me? Are you with me? Can we stand for a moment and just worship him? Anybody get something good out of that tonight? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's, Let's just...